This is the Recruitment Rollercoaster Podcast. My name is Hisham Azuz, and this is the show where I bring to life the true failures, the true successes, and the true learnings from recruiters and recruitment business owners globally. This podcast is now sponsored and supported by Hunted. Hunted is one of the best places on the internet for recruitment content. Of course, one of the reasons why I decided to partner with them is crucially, we share a common goal to help recruiters get better at their jobs. Hunted write about everything you can need in your career, from productivity hacks to helping your time management to TED Talks and reading lists. They offer in-depth insights into worldwide destinations and, of course, there's everyone's favorite recruitment wolf, Mr. Ed Hunter, who's not quite as scary in real life, but that is a story for another time. If you haven't yet checked out Hunted's content, you will not be disappointed. Welcome to the Recruitment Rollercoaster Podcast. My name is Hisham Azuz, and today I'm joined by Nick Carmen, who is a partnerships director at a recruitment business called McDonald and Company. And McDonald and Company are leaders in real estate recruitment. Nick, thank you for joining me. Uh, I'd say my pleasure, but I'm I'm pretty nervous about it. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not quite sure. You have nothing to be nervous about. This has been a long time coming, hasn't it? So we sort of float with the idea. Yeah, well, for a while. I, I suppose I'm a, I'm a bit of a fanboy. Mm. Yeah, I think I think what you're doing is brilliant, um, and I think recruitment is really, really short of internal champions. Mm. And so I think what you're what you're doing and what what I think it, it means for people who listen to it, I think is fantastic. Mm. Now, How I, did you stumble across it out of interest? Uh, so I'm pretty late uh, late to arriving at sort of podcasts. It's mm. within the last sort of twelve months, say, and I, I, I suppose I just got a bit bored of listening to streaming music, and I thought, you yeah, know what, yeah, yeah. maybe I can see if it's I can learn that, something. That's how I, I, it's the same sort of thing for me, really. That more so on like just stumbling across the recruitment podcast because I had the podcast that I listened to, like business mindset, all that sort of stuff. And then I just got bored of one one day, and then I was like, recruitment. Let's what can I learn about recruitment? So yeah, I did the same. I just put it into, into Spotify yeah. recruitment, and yeah, there wasn't there wasn't a lot. Yeah. This young guy with specs. That I thought, <laughs> What's uh, this guy going to yeah, know? Like, when I looked, it yeah, it was like um, it was just a lot of old people talking about recruitment, and obviously yeah, as a sort of young twenty year old, it didn't really resonate. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, um, but not honestly, absolute pleasure. I think, yeah, I know we've sort of been flirting with getting you booked in, so that's definitely my bad. But really looking forward to um, diving into your long recruitment career because you've been in the game for a while, haven't you? <laughs> Have uh, you been in the recruitment industry? 13, coming up 14 years. 14 years, long last time that. I don't, it, doesn't, it doesn't feel you, like you it. look young though. I'm 36. I don't think you've aged very, I don't think that it's aged you. Uh, well, we can we can run audio, aren't we? We can lie. So yeah. <laughs> did you did you have hair when you started recruitment? Uh, yes. Really? Yeah. In the early days. <laughs> in my earliest days, we we're doing rec to rec. So that's probably where it went. <laughs> really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Cool. So look, as you know, then where where I always like to start, Nick, where I'd love to sort of 
start this podcast is is yeah how how did you enter the world of recruitment Let, let's start there and um, we'll, we'll go from there so i left uni in 2004 with a philosophy degree and just no no idea what i wanted to do you know I, i'd gone i'd gone through all the, like, the graduate recruitment of going to see finance or law yeah or you know just i just like an absolute sheep just followed what all my mates were doing and went mm. along and every time I, f- I failed at the question, why are you here? What do you want yeah. to do? And I, I, I just didn't, I didn't get it. I didn't understand. I didn't, I had, I had no concept of what, what I wanted to do. Yeah. So I went back home and I just, I picked up a first, a first job in the village I worked in as an estate agent. Wow. Where's home for you? Uh, near Chester. Okay, cool. And I, I picked up a... Uh, Big houses around there, right? Or was it uh, not nice back then? Yeah, it's all right. It's all right. Um, I mean, I was I was on twelve grand, so the wow. the idea of you know a big house to me was a pretty distant <laughs> sort of prospect. Um, and I was doing that I was doing that for a few months, and it, you know it was comfortable. Yeah, it was you know, uh, and my mates at the time thought I had the best the best job ever because really? yeah, it was an like office uh, job. It was an office job, but it, yeah, I was the only one in the office. Yeah. So if I needed a haircut back then, and if I needed a haircut, uh, <laughs> I'd shut I'd shut the office and go. Uh, or if I fancied lunch. Oh, it was just I'd you sh- in there? Yeah, it's just me. Really? Yeah, it's just me. I mean, I was, I, was, what, I was 21 in a regional estate agency on my own. Well, and they just trusted you straight out the bat after you got the well, job. I guess, to... the, well, I guess they couldn't find anyone else. <laughs> <laughs> so Muggins it, got it. <laughs> and how, how long did you do that for? About eight months. And, and then... Until, until my mate, who was a graphic, who'd gone to uh, school to do graphic design. Yeah. He'd put his CV on Monster or something like that, yeah, yeah. Uh, looking for graphic design jobs. Mm. And all he got were calls about recruitment saying, oh, this is just like graphic design. <laughs> it, is just, it is exactly the same. Come in, have wow. a chat. And he fell for it. Really? And he got, he got this job in Manchester with a oil and gas recruiter. And he said, mate, yeah, these... These guys are muppets. Yeah, they, yeah, they, they, they think they think they're sort of uh, they struck gold with me, but I can't afford the rent. If if I get you a job, will you go halves with me on the rent? I was like, yes, wow, sign me up. Uh, and so he got me an interview the, ne- the next day. I went along to the first stage, and I th- I thought it was amazing. I had I had abs- really? this is what I suppose I'm fascinated about now is that what people might know about recruitment or what they might think about they know about recruitment because back then I didn't I didn't know there was any industry that yeah. was like this mm. and so after that after that first interview i went back home and started you know sort of got out google and you know what is recruitment and tried to learn a bit about it and at the time i thought i was applying for other recruitment jobs and mm. what it happened was it's I'd, not very clear is it when you sort of no, start that on that journey it's a bit weird I, I can't remember the name but I, there was this there was a, a green and black rec to rec who who'd I sort of sent my cv through looking for all the industries I thought I wanted to go work for. So I, I was looking to go into marketing recruitment uh, or finance or legal recruitment. Mm. And anyway, I got, I got this call and this, this guy from London, I was in Chester, just said, oh yeah, yeah, we know this market really, really well. Definitely, yeah, yeah. we've got it nailed. And he, he set me up with like six interviews the very next day. Yeah. Um, and I got through to the third, the third interview during that day and I got a call from the other guy saying, um, uh, are you are you free now? If if so, you can come in. Our our, our MDs uh, free this afternoon, and you know he's interested to meet you. So I was like, oh, I'm not enjoying this interview, Lark. Really? Um, and I just I think I'd come out of an interview with Computer Futures, <sighs> whereby I'd been sat across this table with this guy who just kept thrusting his Rolex in my face, really? and I think he used he used the phrase that we're the sort of business that if you're afraid to get your bollocks on the table and say, look at this, we're not for you. <laughs> and and I that think, and I so thought, good. I thought, you know what? 
you're you're bang on. You are not for me. <laughs> um, oh, that is so good. And so I sort of call at the rector and I say, I'm really sorry, nah. mate. I'm, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go with this other one. Yeah. But don't worry, and don't worry, because I think they're recruiting. And I thought at the time I was really helping him out yeah. and telling the rector that there, there might be a vacancy. And obviously at the time he must have thought, idiot. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, whoever that is, I don't know if that guy remembers it or not. But I am really sorry. And that, so then that was what McDonald's. No, no, no. So this, that was that, that yes. you joined Oscar, right? Yeah. So, it's, so, the, yeah. so to be really, so uh, I am a massive fan of of the, the. I think it was about sort of eighteen months I spent with Oscar Associates, yeah. uh, but it's a. Uh, after, shortly after I, I left, the whole business had you know went through a, a huge change, yeah. and it's and it's uh, I think it's I think it's now a really really successful. Yeah, it, company. Lo- it looks great online. Um, but it's that's not that, that you know that's not the same individuals I was I was working for. So my story is quite quite different. But I just want to you know, yeah, set yeah, the yeah. scene. No, no, that's fair enough. So and then so what market did you end up in? So they were an oil and gas, IT, oh, okay. and rectigrec. Oh really? And so the uh, the rectorec lady uh, is called Maggie Epstein, and if you're in Manchester and you, you know, want to find, I think she's first rate. She's class. Um, yeah. And she she um, she interviewed me for the business and said, right, yeah, I think we're going to get on really well. You know, would you fancy coming to work for me? Yeah. And I, you know, again, you do have no idea what rectorec is. I was yeah, like, yeah. great, great, let's do it. Yeah, let's do that. And uh, and I did. I uh, I'm incredibly grateful for like the opportunity those, those guys gave me yeah but it was wild west was it? 18 it was, months of rectorette 18 months of rectorette really? and it's not it was not the market that, that i think i learned the most about it was it was the people i, I worked with and for really because it was it, back then it was it was run by a guy who was an ex-sales trainer yeah so he you know he'd done his hard graft in the in the 80s yeah and you know he'd got some really clear views on what sales is mm. how it how it's worked and so my first day, you're given a script, you're given a full folder. So I'm doing this with my hands now. It's probably like sort of like about six or seven centimeters deep, this folder of yeah. every, every circumstance that's ever going to come up, you've got a script how to answer it. Wow. And your, your job was every night was to, was to read, you know, read a new circumstance, learn it. And then we had every Wednesday and Friday mornings at eight o'clock were um, run through role plays. Yeah. And everyone, hold, everyone hold off. No matter how experienced you are, wow. everyone role played, and uh, that was that was fantastic to to learn a bit about the science of, yeah. of recruitment. I think I think sort of I've probably got slightly different views views now, but that that instilled in me a, a, a huge amount of discipline. I think and yeah. about sort of how to do it. Um, and when we weren't role playing, we played this game in, a, in, a, in the morning. Have you ever, uh, called Articulate? No. Nah. You from this? <laughs> so this is a this is a like a, a card game whereby you're given you know, two people playing it. You've got a card in front of you, and it's got a word on it which you cannot say, but you've got to get the other person to guess what that word is. So wow. you, you've got to describe it without using that word or five other words that are similar to yeah. it. And the idea is that you play you play this game for to get your your brain and gear in the morning to get you up and going and, and ready to start talking to people straight away. Yeah. And these guys had played this this game so often and for so long that they that they'd burnt out all the cards. And the MD <laughs> now wrote his own cards every day to get people thinking about wow. it. Wow. Keep, keep it challenging. Yeah. So like super disciplined, like processes. Super di- but it's also super competitive. I mean, this this thing would this would get really heated. Would it? Really heated. Um, um, and it was it, it. But it was it was great. You know, it got it got an, an amazing energy and buzz to what were my peers were all really early 20s. Yeah. You know, when I think back, the, good, pe- yeah, cool you know, the people I was looking up to, our biggest billers were probably... 
25 years old. Really? Yeah. And in cash. Uh, what you know? What back then? I you know, I, I thought they were absolutely minted. Really? Yeah, you know, because they had a new Volkswagen, you know, and, <laughs> um, or because they had a house, or you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and so, uh, and I learned. So, so I what learned year was it? This is two thousand four. Two thousand four, right? Well, two thousand. Sorry, we've been two thousand five to two thousand six. Yeah, cool. So let, let like, like I'd be really keen just to let's. Um, Thanks for that. So let, let's dig into sort of the majority of your career, which is McDonald and Company, right? So, so you joined McDonald and Company after that, obviously, experience. And just to sort of lay it out then, what's, what's been your sort of career journey within that business? Because I know we were just saying before that, yeah, the typical route, right, is like you join as a consultant, then you become a manager at some point, director, whatever. So you're, you're now a partnerships director. Yeah. Yeah. So let, let's just frame it up for people. So initially... Yeah, just, just so, share that. So, we'll 2006, so I'd, I'd done my sort of 12, 18 month stint uh, at Oscars doing Rec to Rec. Yeah. And yeah, there was. I think what I what I the good thing was I learned that I I really enjoyed it. Yeah, you, yeah. But okay. it, but in in that environment there was bits I didn't like. For example, our our terms and conditions were forty percent. Forty. Four zero. Oh wow. And the the game was don't mention terms and conditions, <laughs> so that so that hopefully you know someone would wouldn't, make a wouldn't, wouldn't yeah you wouldn't see it and then we just we just invoice them wow. and it so it it was there was lots of fantastic things i learned about urgency yeah. uh, there was no database um there was no uh, database there was no database so every every mark every desk worked on paper CVs and job boards and your your job every morning was to call up the candidates say right you're on a job board you tell them a horror story about someone being on a job board and you had to get them off, off. the job board yeah. within 30 minutes because if they stayed on after 30 They're minutes get the they were gone people, so yeah. so the the idea was you know that whole that whole desk lasted about a week yeah. if you hadn't placed that person you spoke to on Monday by Friday no good yeah. start again yeah. So the there was bits of that that I you know I enjoyed and I took away from, but there's other bits I didn't. So I made the decision. Do you know what? If I'm going to do this, I want to make a career out of it. I don't think I can do it here, but there must be other places I can go and learn about. So I was rec to rec, so I spec myself yeah, yeah, yeah. out. Nice. Um, and I met these uh, alongside alongside a few others. I met these guys called McDonald and Company who who were just a bit older than I was. Mm. You know, they wore um, uh, they wore a smarter suit than I did. And you know they told they told a good story about sort of how people have built careers internally, what they got involved in, um, and I, I just I just I liked it. You I liked it a lot. Them. Yeah. So you joined them. I joined that. So I joined them on a Thursday. Uh, I flew out to um, uh, Marbella Thursday afternoon for their company conference for four days. Decent. Um, and that was my first. That was my first day. That's when I met everyone. In wow. Did shorts. you have one of those horror stories where Monday is like, oh my God, what did I do? <laughs> no, I was all right. Was I was all right. right. Yeah. You hear those though, don't yeah. you? Yeah. Yeah, they're bad. Yeah. So, okay, cool. So I know you were saying before, so you were saying, so you were saying before, so 10 years you spent like solely billing Fiona yeah. and then you spent two years as a manager. But what, so just to frame it up, so though, what how, do was I, the, how do they get there? Yeah. So what was the, so you've been at McDonald's company for how many years? 12 years. 12 years. So was it the first 10? Yeah, roughly speaking. So when I joined, so I joined in 2006 as my job then was a contract recruiter in Manchester, but doing a London market. Okay. Um, And I worked with an established contract biller then. And my job was right to say, you know, copy what he's doing, but apply it to a a different market. Yeah. Um, I'd never done contract before, um, but he was a great, you know, he was was great. He was great trainer, loads of patience. um, And I learned, I learned a lot, a lot from him. And I I had two years where I thought were, were exceptionally sort of, um, uh, successful yeah. and I was really proud of it um, and then when I didn't win big uh, sorry best newcomer 
I was fine. furious. Really? Yeah, gutted, furious, had a massive sort of chip on my shoulder saying, right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to prove them wrong. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, th- I think in some ways, I think that's a lot of that is, is, is what I look back into. Really? It sort of motivates me, yeah. Okay. So you didn't win that, but you went, so obviously, yeah, you started in contract. I didn't even get in top five. I was, yeah, I was, yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, you know, whatever I thought I was, I was doing, no, yeah. they, those, those guys didn't agree. No, yeah, wow. <laughs> so then, so that was the first two years. And then what do you do for the next? Well, so, so yeah, if you, so this before your time. So this, that was then 2008. Yeah. And so I, yeah, I didn't get it at the time. But then when you started seeing on the news about banks falling apart, people leaving with their everything, all their, their stuff in boxes, this, this sort of economic crisis. Um, I did, I thought, well, that's all right. Lehman Brothers isn't one of my clients. So I'll be, I'll be cool. You'll be all right. Um, and and we weren't. We what weren't. market did you recruit in? So this is this is um, so this is um, real estate. I was doing contract work, and that was probably the um, the most unpopular type of recruitment at the time because contract staff are very very obvious. Everyone knows your contract. Everyone knows you're they're paid a premium to be there. Yeah. You're not you're not on the same terms as permanent employees. So they can't. Cost they away. don't. Yeah, exactly. They don't, they don't need to make you redundant. They just say thanks Delay. very much. Don't come in on Monday. Um, and so I had yeah. Being frank, three years of a really cold, miserable winter really? of of just hardly any any activity. So the pre- my second year, I'd build two fifty six, yeah, and then those next three years, I was I was building around about a about one hundred and ten to about one hundred and thirty, wow. and I, I thought I thought my world had caved in, yeah, and that was all contract still. That was all contract. In yeah. many ways, contract as much as I think it was unpopular. Having some something happen every month because these guys were still some of these guys were still turning in saved me. Mm. If I was um, the guys doing perm, you know, were then blanking for two, three, four months at a time. Wow, it's, you know, it was really, really hard graft. I, I remember at one, the lowest point. I didn't book an interview. No, no one went for an interview for sixteen weeks. Whoa! Uh, and you think, oh my god, what? How do you? You know, why? What am I doing wrong? Um, and the market's changed a bit. You know, the, the styles have changed. You know, back back then, our biggest marketing tool was mail shots. Yeah. And I remember, I still remember, it's still it's pinned up in our Manchester office as a, as a reminder to me. But there's um, uh, I uh, the biggest challenge we had then was you know, what do you name your mail shot? And this <laughs> and this was in sort of September, so it'd been about sort of twelve months of the economic crisis. And I remember, I thought I've nailed this. Recruitment freeze begins to thaw because I'd I'd had I'd, I'd, I'd booked an interview, so I thought, yeah, yeah that's yeah. the end of that. Yeah. yeah. I was looking, and it wasn't. Yeah, really? I had another two years of really, really hard ground. Really, <laughs> yeah, to come out the other end. Right. So let 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 let's hold here for a second. Then I think again, thinking about people listening and stuff. Let let's start there. Then, like, how? Why didn't you quit? Uh, like, why uh, did why, you not quit? Why didn't I quit? I, it still feels quite a long time ago. So I think it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's that quite feels it's, like a distant. Yeah, it, yeah. Thankfully, maybe because it's, it's so miserable, you've put it as deep yeah, as darkest yeah. memories. But I think ultimately. Uh, you're in you're in that moment. You know, if someone said it's going to last three three years, maybe I, maybe I might have. But, yeah, but, you but right now you th- you're just constantly thinking it's just around the corner. I'm one call away. I'm just one call away yeah. from you know, from from getting. But Sixteen it. weeks, no interview. That yeah. that requires a lot of resilience because you that's typically the barometer of no something could drop this month, blah blah blah. And you're not that you're not even getting that. Not even getting a sniff. Yeah, there's nothing. You get you uh, you get people sort of laughing at you, people crying because you, they've just been made redundant. You're trying to market them. Uh, yeah, it, it was it was really hard graph. But but you don't you haven't got that perspective of hindsight that mm. that time. You you've just you've just got to keep doing um, because you know the business. Really fortunate. You know, the business su- supported everyone. You know we made we did make some redundancies, but a real minimum number of redundancies. And everyone yeah. said right, you know we you know, 
we've got some old players, the owners of our business are, you know, are older than I am. They've seen previous recessions and they were really visible in all the offices saying, you know, we've been here before. It's going to be really hard graft, but you just keep doing the basics mm. and, and you'll, you'll get the way through. And, it, and we bought into that. Mm. We bought into that. Unfortunately, I just bought my first apartment and you know, I'd, I had quite a bit of debt. So you know, maybe, maybe some of that sort of played a, quite a big part as why, really? why I had to do it. Yeah, so because I guess that's interesting then, and let's let's bring that to sort of the current times now. There's a lot of people saying, obviously, there's definitely a recession around the corner and things like that. Like, what from your own experience there then, and it, going through that, how do you think that then helps you prepare for what what could be a really tough time or challenging time in your market? Do you know what I mean? So maybe uh, um, maybe I'm sort of I'm I'm generally an optimist, mm. but but I but I equal the uh, back of my mind, I know that you know this this could all end tomorrow there's the i try not to read too much sort of economic press but you know, they'll, they'll tell you we, you know we're in the biggest or the, the longest bull market yeah. we have ever had we, a recession has to happen soon according to their cycles yeah uh, and so uh you know I, the the best bit of advice i could give to anyone internally or ex- externally is the things that keep you going are those client relationships uh, yeah that was gonna be my thing yeah um you've got you've got to you've got to think think about right who who knows me really well? Who trusts me to do to do the the job properly? And if you haven't got that relationship, you are extremely extremely fragile ground. Because mm. I think that was going to be my thing. And I had a chap on who was at the live event actually, Tony, and he said that he went through that period as well. And that was something that he said. He was like, "Look, when the recession happens, there's going to be a lot less people that you can turn around to. But you need to have people that you can turn around to, clients that are willing to give you business, that are willing to help you out." And there. Again, it comes to relationships, doesn't it? At the end of the day, like what what relationships do you have that you can actually count on them and rely yeah. on? It's really easy to think about the relationships with clients and candidates being quite disposable. Yeah, there's lots of them, lots of work to go after. You know, if that one doesn't work out, fair enough, I'll do it. But but in a market where they're really rare, they're incredibly valuable. Mm. So in hindsight, then, is it, so I know you said during that tough period. You were doing the basics, focusing on that, but was you doubling down on relationships or like, did you naturally, was you naturally doing that or was it just trying to, yeah, one call away, trying to make stuff happen? No, I was two years in, no one, no one knew where I was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so my, my job was like sort of trying to steal other people's relationships. You know, it's calling up saying, <laughs> yeah, I know you've worked with the competitor for this long. Yeah. I know they might, yeah, they might have been sort of, you know, to your son's christening, but... I'll try a bit harder. Really? Um, and yeah, sometimes that works. Sometimes wow. that works. So first five years contract then. And then how long did you do contract for? So I was doing contract and that, that definitely got me through a, a really dark, dark period. And and then an opportunity came up. So I was in the Manchester office doing a London desk. Yeah. But in our London office, uh, a member, a female member of staff was going on her first into maternity. And she she ran the perm division equivalent to what I was doing contract. And what was that market? So, so this is in real estate. It was it was doing what's called technical. So it's project managers. Yeah. Okay. Um, and she was going to mat leave. She had two young members of staff, and they said, right, you know, you've got as much experience as, as anyone else. Um, would you, you know, would you like to come down, move to London, and then take up the management responsibility? And then when Christine comes comes back, we'll just you know we'll see where we're at. And it was. In some ways, I'm incredibly grateful for like the opportunity, but it was just awful timing for me. Mm. Uh, I I'd met uh, my girlfriend, who now you know later turned out to be my wife. I'd bought an apartment, mm. and uh, we were just pretty settled in the north. So what I thought I was being really clever with, as I, I said, well, do you know why don't I try and do this part time? So mm. I'll live in Manchester. I'll go to Manchester uh, three days a week, and I'll travel down to London two days a week, mm. and let's see how that goes. 
And I think they probably, because they maybe didn't have anyone better to do it, they said yes. Um, and that's that's how it's worked now for eight years. Really? Yeah. Okay. Eight years. Eight and years. Then, and then, so you've done perm for eight years. So yeah, and that's the yeah, I never looked back then. So really, I, yeah. So I'm, so how was that transition initially? How was there any challenges there? The, uh, so learning. So because a lot of people, a lot of people that I've spoken to, when they hear contract builders, they're like, "Oh, I'd love a fifteen, what fifteen, like crazy numbers, right?" So like, I want to get into contract, or do you know what I mean? So how did because you've done the reverse, right? So contract to perm. How how did you find that? Uh, I think to anyone listening, uh, there is the the rules of engagement for contract and perm are different. Okay. Um, uh, contract is really high urgency. Yeah. The reason someone's choosing to hire someone on a contract basis is because they either can't do it on a permanent basis or it's not suitable. So they're in this moment, and yeah, that's you've you've got to get yourself in in that moment with these clients mm. and solve it. And really they need quickly. that resource as quickly as possible. Really quickly, and so in some days they'll be flexible as to the skill about it. Yeah. Um, uh, permanent is quite different. Permanent people think as much, much longer term. When people when people are choosing to hire people, they they see these people yeah. being there five, ten years down the line. Yeah. So their expectations are very, very different. So what I'd say is anyone sat in their desk now, whether you do contract or perm, go sit next to someone who does a different sector to you. So if your contract, go sit next to someone who does perm. If your perm, go sit next to a contract because there are lessons that both of you can learn from that. Mm. And I so there was lots. Were well, the lessons that you learned quite early on then? So because I I, I think. My, my early days working without a database and that really speediness and then doing contract, you know, I think I always had really, urgency, really yeah. urgency. If, if I found a client who wanted something from me, they got it that day. It didn't, yeah. it didn't matter what, you know, what time of day it was, yeah. you know, I'd, I'd, I'd make sure they got, they got that from me because that was really important mm. to me. Um, and when I moved to, to a, a new market doing, doing perm, um, that was really important that I, that I, that I built on, I built on that because, no one knew who I was and no one had any loyalty towards, towards me. So I had to build, build that up and I had to try and build that up really, really quickly. Mm. Um, and there's two, there's two guys there who would, uh, who were doing it for probably about maybe they're sort of six to 12 months in. So they were still pretty green. So between us, you know, we had to, we had to work it out together how we were going to do it. Really? So, so, so just, so your role then at that point, so you was managing these people straight away. Yeah. Really? How difficult was that? That was really difficult. Never managed anyone before, right? I never managed anyone. I hadn't done the desk, and I was only there two days a week. So it's, it's probably not a surprise it didn't go very well. <laughs> um, what did you learn, though? What did you learn? What did I learn? Well, we'll go into it later, but probably probably not enough because I've, I've repeated some of those mistakes later <laughs> on in my life. Um, uh, but what I what I what I suppose I I did learn is it's you know, it's it's really really difficult. Mm. I think now look, what, to look build at, and manage. No, manage. Just manage. Yeah. The billing. Yeah, the billing thing. I I, I think I, I was I was reasonably comfortable with. Mm. Um, but management is so much harder. And you know, I looking back, I bet I was an I was an arse to manage. Really. Now to manage. You know, I thought I knew everything. Oh, I was sorry, stubborn. I manage, yeah. You know, if unless unless I saw you as being the absolute pinnacle, I thought, what do they, what do they know? Yeah. I, know I, I can I can I can solve really? this myself. Yeah. And when people did that to me, you didn't I, was, like I was furious. <laughs> but I didn't but I didn't know how to how to how to get them round that. Yeah. Um. And so in many ways, uh, I just I said to those, to those guys, do you know what? You, you do it. Let's go. Let's let's all go learn our mistakes sort of separately. You go do what you do. Yeah. Have no forget about the client. You take you take you take all that, and I'll go see. If, I'll go see if I can find it, and let's have a bit of internal competition to see how you know how that goes. Because I, in many ways, that's what I I enjoyed the com- the competitive bit. I I've always enjoyed. Really? Yeah, I don't think they did, but I I enjoyed it. Really? 
So, so just to help me understand that, and then we'll dive into a couple of things. So, so from that moment, then you've always worked the same niche, and it's yeah, been perm. Si- si- yeah, since that, there's been some as as markets has moved. Yeah, I've, I've yeah, had, yeah, to, yeah. had to adapt, but yeah, roughly but, speaking. So, but, so then, how long did you manage those people before you then ended up just going handing back them to, back? Yeah, handing uh, them back. Probably about nine months. Nine months, really. <laughs> And then, and then the period, and then what? And then you were then what? Just so what? Billing. So what happened was, is that sort of after after nine months, we were still really struggling. We were, we were struggling to find to find our feet. The good thing was, I, I think I'd I'd learned a lot about that market by that by that time. But they needed more time than I had. Yeah. I was there two days a week while still you know still sort of studying myself, learning what this was. So what we did is we just we took my team of three, including me, and we just plugged it into another team, and we had a more experienced manager, whereby I just became a slightly more ex, you know, experienced consultant yeah. un, under you their wing. Focused on yourself and your own performance. Oh, comp- and then, then yeah. So uh, I was very, very grateful to them to say, right, yeah, these guys, are your problem now. Yeah, you can crack on. Yeah, and I'm, and I'm sure they were delighted by that as well. And then how? And then how long was you then just focusing on your own billings? And so, I, so then, so I had the same manager then for probably about four or five years. Yeah. So you were just focusing on doing what you do best. Yeah. I was, you know, that's a, then the only challenge I had then was, you know, is where's each fee coming from? Mm. And that suited me really, really well. I had yeah. loads to learn. All you had to focus on. Yeah, that's all I had to focus on. You make it sound a bit easy, but... Yeah. No, but yeah. So, okay, it's just for me to understand. Okay, great. So, w- be interesting to get your thoughts on this. Obviously, we were talking earlier and um, I was saying about... So, I know that you went into that role in that position where someone had already been working and they went on mat leave, you said. So, like... But as you said, no one knew you. No one had any loyalty to you. So I guess what's been your journey from that period in terms of building up your desk, building up your relationships? How how have you approached that? As I said, the business development, these types of things is something that people always talk to me about that it's difficult, they struggle with. What's been your experience and journey with building client relationships and these types of things? So, so I, I could wax lyrical business time because I think this, this, is the, this is the piece that I enjoy the most. Really? Um, and... The people, the people in certain dealing with sort of internal people is, is my biggest challenge and, and probably my, my steepest and incomplete learning curve. Whereas business development, I feel most comfortable with. Mm. Um, and I think it's, uh, I was listening to one of your earlier podcasts and someone said something that really sort of um, hit home to me. And it's, you've got to love what other people hate doing. Haven't yeah, you? yeah. You're going to be really successful at something. You've got to, you've got to, you can't just do the same as everyone else. Um, and so for me, that's, that's definitely that business development piece. And I think what, when, I, when I'm speaking to people in, internally, is that the sooner you realize that business development is at the core of everything you do, it will change the way you look at it. Mm. As soon as you stop thinking that you can, uh, business development is a, is a piece of what I do, and, and so I will, I will put it into my, my weekly plan in between these hours and not think about it until those hours, you're always going to struggle because you're always going to find it really difficult. You're going to find it so uh, challenging to to turn to change from candidate care to suddenly yeah. attracting new clients. So how did you integrate it then? How did you how yeah how did you integrate it to your week then for it to not feel like that? Uh, so the, the way in which I I think it be, it becomes then a part of every action you do in recruitment. So every time you're you know if you if you're on the phone to a, to a candidate. You're not just qualifying that candidate for for the job they might be most suitable about. You know, you're asking the questions about what else might they be, what do they know, who do they work with, who've they worked with before, what can they help you out. You know, 
being really frank and honest with them, saying what you want to get get out from it, I've always found really, really valuable. You're mm. being honest with them about saying, you know, this either this is something I don't know about, can you help me out with it? Or this is what I want to I this is who I want to go work with, can you help me out with it? Mm. Has has been really valuable. But then also with uh, with with um doing not only sort of the candidates, but even when you're when you think you're winning at business firm, you've you've just you've just got a job. If if your focus then suddenly turns off from one, you know, I've got a job. I'm going to fill that fill that job. You're into this sort of stop start cycle. Mm. So the, the the way in which I th- I think to look at it is by by accepting that business development is something you have to do every second of the day. You start thinking about right this job now. What doors does that un- unlock for me that yeah. might else be there? And suddenly then you get a job. And then you start thinking, right, well, where else can I get that next yeah. job from? How do, I, how do I make sure that the five candidates I put forward to that job, how do I find out that I can then put those five candidates to five jobs? Because then I've got five placements, not just one and yeah. four, and four I, wasted no, candidates. That, that's really resonated with me, actually, because I think if I think about when I was in recruitment, you're so right. It, you, you can also, it also allows you to like build, up, like build up unnecessary pressure as well when you're like, because what we did was, we did our business development 10 till 12 every Tuesday and Thursday, whatever. Yeah. You're totally right. That's so, really so, resonated you know, so with 12, me. So you know, 11.59, you know, you're thinking, right, I've got to get my business development suit on now, put my tin hat on, and I'm going to mark, exactly, I'm going to you're march so right. to someone and say, right, I'm Hisham. This is what I'm doing best. You know, you've got yeah. your features and benefits written down. You're telling them all about yeah. why you're amazing. And someone shuts the door on you. And suddenly you think, well, I've failed. Yeah. And, do you know what? If and if you do it every day, you know, every minute of the day, every every action you're taking and it's part of it, you 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 will accelerate. You'll get better. You'll get better at that. But more important, you'll be far more successful at it. Yeah. No, I think that it sounds really simple and basic, but that that really is a really acute mindset change. That no, no, we don't do just business development between this period. It's like it's it's every single second, and it's it's that it's the mind, having that mindset, isn't it? Because you do go into. I definitely 100% going in when you're at the candidate stuff you that becomes very comfortable very quickly when you're happy to have those conversations and yeah you're totally right so so how how has that how has that impacted your performance then so has that enabled you then to expand accounts make more out of just potentially that someone could have just gone yeah thank you for that job bomb done they're like I can make that placement now like how how have you found having that mindset change which definitely I feel like that could unlock a lot of things for people how has that impacted so what so so I suppose the big the biggest change is that it's meant that I've been I, I think I've been more um agile in the markets I've worked so by having it as part of my sort of every every part of the day, I've, I think I've been able to pick up on what's what's movements or what changed in the market much much quicker. Mm. And so what so winding back to those days when I when I had to first move those desks and learn the market, the guys who I was working with, the two guys, I said, well, you know, right, we've got an established client list. You guys split that 50-50. you know, because I, I thought I thought maybe that'll make them like me more. And I say <laughs> I'm not going to take anything off you. You have everything there that everyone's that we've we've taken three people's client lists. And just turn it to two. I'll go try and find something else, yeah. and that that helped me realize really quickly that actually their client list was dog shit, and <laughs> and actually there was there was an area that we didn't we didn't realize or didn't work at all, and it was it was it was there to, there to be taken mm. um, by by my my the the thing I think that I'd, I I still do today that it's it's probably one of my best tactics is you know, once I've once I've got a job on. I don't go start looking for candidates. The first thing I do is I, I'll then ring 10 clients and say, I've got this job on. This is the skills. This is who it's with. And this is, and this is what it's paying. Who would you recommend for it? And 
in that, that, that afternoon when I call these 10 clients, by the end of it, not only will I have their recommendations for who the very best people are in the market to do that, but I've also told them what I'm doing in the market I'm a specialist in that's, that's often, if I've picked them really well, they're competitors. Um, and so these guys are thinking, oh, I need that. That's smart. Simple. Really simple. But, uh, no, you, you, again, I'm thinking, yeah, if you call 10 clients, particularly if, to, particularly if it's a role which you know businesses are always at some point looking for during their business journey or whatever, because, again, if I think of my insurance days, a, a particular job title, if you had, you, you always hear that in recruitment, like, if you had 10 of the, oh, I've had 10, in my day, it was commercial account handling. If you had 10 commercial account handlers, oh. And, and more often than not, you know, two or three of those guys will, you know, will say jovially, oh, if only, if only I knew someone like that. And you're like, brilliant. Well, I know, I know who to call and use my next call. Yeah. And I, feel, I find one person for it. Exactly. And that's, and that's then, that's how that sort of, that, um, the, the way in which I've sort of tried to focus around sort of efficiencies is that, you know, then I've, I've got, um, I've got our, my client who's looking for this. I, I work hard. I deliver, you know, I deliver those, those five candidates, but I take those five candidates then to the next two, three, or sometimes I might send them to all 10 and just saying, oh, I have interest. You might have a quick look over, over these guys and see if I'm on the right track. Mm. Simple, but I really like that. So really quickly. And have you always sourced for your jobs then? As in, do I do it yeah, myself? In, yeah, like how has that been? Or clearly you're someone that's really comfortable with the business development, good at it. Like, have you, yeah, have you always, have you always done it yourself or have you had support? How's that I been? Well, it's, it's probably changed over time. Has it? So, so, uh, I still probably, even, even now I, I, uh, I probably self-deliver quite a high proportion of the, of the work I win. Okay. Um, in many ways it's because I, you know, I, I can do it pretty quickly using, just using that same process. Really? But you know, inevitably the more work you win, the less, the less time you've got to deliver it. So yeah, there's, there's lots of great people I work with who are, who are fantastic. Yeah. Cause like how, them. how, what's been your experience in juggling that then? Cause clearly, yeah, you've, you've got some great tactics around that, some great practical advice. And then, yeah, have you, have you then, have you always been someone that's been able to find these candidates and quite, do, do you know what I mean? Um, it, I think my, well, the short answer is, is yes, because, <laughs> but, but the, the, it's, and it's not not because I've got you know any sort of like sort of special tricks. It's yeah. because if I've told someone I'll go and do it, well, I've got You're to do, do it. it. Yeah, I've got, you know, if the you know, if I if I make one you know one bad promise, I can't call them again. Yeah. So yeah, to, to answer your, your yeah, question, yeah. You know, do I find you know, find it easy? No, of course not. And so, and sometimes you know I get myself really stuck where I've, you know, I've, yeah. pr I've promised someone that I'm going to do it, and I ring ten people, and everyone goes they don't exist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah, then then I'm then I'm a bit stuck. So but how? So then so then okay, cool. So in terms of I, I really I think that's such practical advice. I absolutely love that. I hope a lot of people can get sort of real value from that. How, how, and then how, what's in the, in the sort of whole perm journey then? What's been the sort of performance? Because obviously what, what you shared with me, we always dive into to figures and stuff. What, so what, how have you done billions wise? And how has that been over the last four, eight years? So last year I billed 475 and I managed a team of four people. And that's perm? That's perm. That's no joke, that. Good figures. Yeah. Really good. I, I just feel like, I just, I don't know, there's a big part of me that I feel like, big part of that is definitely really nailing that client piece and having that mindset that you were talking about. Um, so how long have you managed that team for? So I managed, I managed that in some, my second incarnation of management. I thought <laughs> after the first time I gave, you know, I gave it back for sort of three or four yeah. years and I thought, uh, and then, and then I took it back 
not not be, you know, being really brutally honest, not because I wanted to manage people, but because I'd got I'd spent sort of what well, it must have been eight years at the same company, and I uh, I was the I was the top biller in the UK at that time, yeah. but I wasn't allowed in the management meetings uh-huh. because I wasn't a manager. And that used to really grate on me that mm. that I that uh, there were decisions being made that that I I couldn't I couldn't get involved in and it really and I really wanted to and so when I you know, I raised it they said well you're not a manager I was like right how hard can it be and I I, I just forgot everything that I had all the struggles I had previously and thought yeah let's do it uh, and so I spun out of that established team and I just took my desk and and then at that time split it into three and I, I we recruited two people really. That was, and that was that was two years ago. How and then so what's been your best year then? If you've been top, uh, what's been your best year? It, I, I, I've been at this so long. I, I almost, I almost, uh, I, pro- I, I won't, I won't answer that because it, it's almost irrelevant in the sense of there's, there's, I hear loads of people who who come up with some massive numbers, but it was like in the two thousands. And your listeners probably don't care about that, do they? No, I, think, I know the only reason why it. is so. Firstly, doing that last year with a team, I think that that is amazing. I think again. I'm it didn't. It didn't come without sacrifices. Of course. What in ter- what in terms of probably management. So so your bill. So yeah. So what your billings dropped a bit. So I do, so in those so in the two the two years. So the first that first year, I, I remember really sort of uh, thinking that right. Well, I've gone. You now I've I've, had, I've I think I've internally I've got a sort of. Um, I've got a certain reputation then for for what what I can do, and I was like, my first year in management, I I, I also want to succeed at, yeah. Um, because suddenly I was in this, I was although I'd, I'd gone from being this biggest biller to being in the management team, but suddenly I was I was the smallest team, so <laughs> I, I'd gone from like sort of big fish to yeah, little fish yeah, yeah. overnight by somehow asking for it, um, <laughs> and and I didn't, I just didn't sit very well with me. I, I felt I didn't, li- I didn't like it. So I thought, well, right, okay, well, I'm gonna, sh- I'm gonna show these guys how I do it. So we brought in two people, and I had, a, had a, the, the the strategy. Was, I'm still only doing it part time. I'm still in the, in the London office two days a week, um, and so I couldn't take on two completely fresh fresh grads. So we yeah. took two people with some life experience, but a minimum amount of recruitment experience. Yeah, and I thought. I thought, do you know what? First time rec- uh, recruitment didn't go very well. So maybe because I was too competitive, maybe I asked too much. Oh, what, being a manager? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So um, I'm going to be really generous. And I'm, I'm going to, so I just, I took my desk and I said, right, if you do one deal, I'll give you an account. Okay. Uh, and so, you know, roughly speaking, I think sort of um, you operate with about 10 clients any one time. Yeah. And so each deal they did, then I, then I, then I gave, I gave them one. Um, and, during that tw- that twelve months, I was just constantly conflicted. I just really? never, I was just never happy. And the, the so what the, was you conflicted with? Well, because what happened was is that these these things I'd worked really really hard to to achieve and build up these relationships. Hard to let go. Yeah, well, not so much that because I think you know, I, I in my mind I thought you know I'm going to want these guys to like me and if I give them this they're going to like me. But actually, because you, went, you whenever inevitably and there's no there's no. Um, uh, no criticism of those guys but when you're given something you never treat it the same way as when you've had yeah, to earn definitely. it I, I couldn't agree more and these, also, and these guys I'm probably asking way too much of them as well because these are quite complex relationships and areas to manage and they didn't do it as well as I thought I might have done um, I, but you've got to make the mistakes haven't you mm. if I kept dipping in and pointing out where I thought they were going wrong yeah, they're gonna, yeah, mm. we're going we're gonna to really grate on each other but I, but I was conflicted because 
there were things I wanted to go and do that I couldn't because it was at the it was at the expense of spending time with those guys. And I thought I'm only here two days a week, so I can't. You know, I've got to give them those you know those two full days. Otherwise, it's it's just not fair. And so what happened in that first sort of twelve months was that um, I spent my time. Uh, when I was FaceTime with them, managing them and giving them everything I could to try and make them as uh, as good as they could be. Yeah. And then the other three days a week when I wasn't with them, I f- I tried to fit in a five day billing week. Um, and it meant it meant that I'd I would I'd work my weekends and my evenings, and it was it was really hard graft. And at the end of it, what happened was that I billed two hundred and fifty k. And with at the end of the year, we had this this massive sort of party because that team then had won five out of the six awards of our, our internal awards. It won biggest biller, best newcomer, uh, best deal. And that was your team? Yeah, that was my my, my team. Uh, some, I forget what it was. And the, and the one we came second in was sort of um, highest revenue per head. So it, we had, a, uh, on paper, had a great, great year. Yeah, we had a great year. Management was, you know, they were really, you know, really supportive. But I felt really disappointed because there was things I left on the table that I really wanted to go and achieve in that year. Mm. Um and so the next year I thought, well, okay, fine. We're going to, we're going to, I'm not giving up. I'm not, I'm not giving up on management. I don't, I, I don't want people to think I've, I've failed at this. Um, so what I maybe need to do, I maybe just need to recruit a few more people and we need to build a bit more of a, a, a steady nucleus in this internalist team. Yeah. And then they can be, be sort of, um, there's ideas they can bounce off each other as well and they can then sort of learn collectively. But actually that didn't work very well at all. It's, it's, probably, it's probably people listening thinking, you, you, you idiot. Um, and it meant there was just more management time. Um, uh, and so the, on, the, only, the only way I found to balance that was that I became a lot more selfish of my time. When it, well, as in when you was on your free days? Yeah. yeah. So I, I, couldn't, I couldn't up, I couldn't spend any more time doing my personal billing. So it meant I'd eat, I ate into the, their management time mm. um, and I did more of what, what I did. And, and so that's... And, so the the good thing from was that, that returned me back then to my billing habits and what I what I enjoyed, but it was at the expense then of of how that team developed, no doubt. Really? Yeah. So, would you go, if you were to start that process again, and how would you do it differently? If you were to start that first year again, you wanted to get into those management meetings. Well, how would you approach it differently? Well, I, I probably maybe, maybe clearly still working it out. Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course, isn't everyone? Yeah. Um, I probably would have been a bit a, a bit more forceful with the leadership saying that just don't call it a management team then. Yeah. Now if what if, in terms of like getting involved. Yeah. 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 If I think I've got something to add, but I'm not. I'm but uh, because I'm I'm a a, a, yeah. a sort of uh, a successful biller. Don't don't block that door because I haven't got a management badge. Yeah. Um. So I met you know, maybe you know it's not something I've thought about um too much. Um, that's interesting though. But th- that's that's probably what I because there will definitely say. be a lot of people that may feel like that. Yeah. So what you know, the, the long story short is it's at the end of that two years, this is going back, um, going back. Then what happened was I recruited two people, um, so two great managers, previous management experience. One person had run a business, the other person had run some really big teams. And I gave them the team and they, those guys now run it as co-heads. Mm. Interesting. Management's hard, isn't it? It's it's so much harder than I ever thought, and and do you know if if people are listening to, to this and they've, they've continued to listen to it, the one thing I would I would really recommend is that just management is so difficult, and if you haven't done it before, you maybe just don't appreciate how how hard these people work. Uh, so just you know, do you know I mean, just find something they're really good at and just tell them and just give them a bit of praise and say thank yeah. you. They that they will they will really really appreciate that because it's, yeah. it's dark and it's lonely and it's miserable. <laughs> 
So look, how, how, so what, what I'd really like to sort of dive into, I know you shared some of these things, but I think honestly, I think if I think of the conversations I have on a daily, weekly basis with people around performance and things like that, I don't want to be really hung up on, on the billings, but I think it's just part of it is a good indicator but I have weekly conversations with people Hisham I'm really struggling to break the 200k mark like and, and progressing do you get what I mean some people can really plateau so like how have you always pushed forward clearly you're someone that's super competitive willing to put the, in the work clearly but like what do you think are some of the things that really contributed because that that honestly again I think it, that that that's like really impressive. Like if it, there may be a lot of people thinking that how 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 can you do those sort of numbers in today's market? I think back to sort of when I shared what 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 are what make what are the sort of typical good billings in today's market. People had different opinions, but if if you're someone that's billing two hundred k plus, like you're seen as a really good biller. Yeah, so like two, for people to listen, two fifty definitely. That's what I mean for people to listen and for you to go, yeah, I did four hundred something last month that in perm that is do you know what i mean so i guess i'd love to just sort of if there's anything else in there like what you think can is it really enable you to do that and achieve that because there'll be a lot of people think that it's just so out of out of out of their planet do you know what i mean and i th if i was listening i'd be like how how has he done that so um the thing that i think the, the thing to, rem to remember is when i when we might have a conversation with with someone about sort of you know right I've, I've hit I've hit my my pinnacle yeah and it's and if it's not as high as the as maybe where, where I was I was, I was billing if, as soon as we start having a chat most people sort of forget about the basics and just cover it in covering their bases yeah. because you get a bit comfortable or you get a routine and, and maybe over time you've adapted it to suit to suit who you are yeah but actually revisiting some of the basics about sort of uh, about sort of how you might sort of manage your candidates how you might manage those clients how you sort of perfect the processes that, that go through and, and crucially that you never forget that business development is a part of every part of yeah. part of the, the job you do you're You'll then you'll start then to see that there are gaps that you can you can really tweak and that's that's all we're talking about. It's, it's minor tweaks yeah. that that will make can have a quite, big yeah big, have a big impact. But the other thing is, you know, I'm I'm the self when I'm sorry I'm I'm the, I'm the same when I I'd hit sort of barriers of say two fifty or three hundred or sort of three fifty, yeah. and more often than what what was happening was that I I was approaching uh, closer and closer to sort of the, the um, sort of pinnacles of where of the people who I saw my, were my peers. Yeah. And I thought, well, if, if they're doing 275, yeah. if I'm doing 250, I'm doing all right. Because yeah. 275 is the ceiling. And then someone would come along and do 300. And I'm like, oh, yeah. oh so if, how if, they do that? Yeah, if it was attained, uh, yeah. Sudden, suddenly your whole your whole perspective changes about what you, know, what you can do. And that's... Yeah. So if you're if you're an so organisation, that, that had a big impact. It has massive impact. Even and to to this day now. So so I've so at my peak, I I spent uh, three years as UK top biller and two years as global top biller. But now I wouldn't I I wouldn't make it. We've got we've got million pound billers now, and I think how do you do that? Yeah. Um, uh, and so learn, you know, learning, uh, sort of constantly thinking that actually what I'm doing, there is people find more time in the day to do more. I think that is. So if you're in an organization now, where if you have sort of you've reached this sort of plateau yeah, and you think you're top. maxed out and if, if you are the biggest billionaire at 200 or 225, you know, you're doing a really good job. But there is definitely things you can do to increase it. And so if there's not someone in your business who you can chase after 
go and find it. Yeah. You know, speak to you. Yeah, go to know. some of these you know, recruitment network t- style events. Yeah. Find someone who's who's doing it. It's amazing how much of an impact that has. Like because all of a sudden it's like, Nick, this is real. No, there's more. It, you it, could it, do more. Do you know what? And it, uh, and I, I think the. Uh, there's, I think there's a bit more to that. I think it's a lot more enjoyable. My, the years where um, when I was chasing other people were much more enjoyable than really? when, I, when I was in, in that top seat. Because be, uh, I've used an I've used an analogy load, and I should say I'm not a cyclist. I'm not entirely sure if this is true, but you know, like in the they call a group cyclist a peloton, don't they? Yeah. There's 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 someone at the at first, in the first space, and everyone else is drafting behind them. So they're yeah. sort of, they're you know in this pack just behind them. Being in that pack, constantly having someone to focus, focus on, on and yeah. chase after is so much easier than when you're out the front. Because when I was out the front, it's really lonely. And mentally, it's incredibly draining having this massive fear. What if I drop? Yeah. Because you, know, you, you have that massive expectation on yourself. And I, 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 I don't know if I'm unique or not, but, when I, but yeah, about expectation. When I was number one, I put so much value on that. That was my reputation. That's what yeah. I thought people thought about me. That I thought... Well, if I'm not, what am I? Mm. Suddenly, what? And so, and so, yeah. I, 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 I felt, I felt a tremendous amount of, of pressure and, and a tremendous amount of sort of, uh, of sort of uh, how lonely and how, in, in some ways how miserable sometimes the the job got because I just, I just had to do more every month. I had to do more, otherwise someone's going to catch me. Mm. Hard at the top, isn't it? Uh, I'm sure no, no one's getting violins out, are they? But, um, <laughs> no, but I think look, I think it's a great way to talk about it. Because I, had, I had to go find help, definitely. What do you mean? Uh, um, it, it, because I, d- I didn't think it was sustainable. I, d- I didn't think it was very healthy. Really? Um, so what, what was what was being impacted then? Were your personal relationships being? Impacted? Yeah, everything. Yeah, I'd, yeah, I'd be, I'd be grumpy. I'd be. So what did you get be, help with? I'd, I'd, all the, all the, you know, it's, it's all the stuff that I never had before about this fear of what was someone else going to do. If I, if I did 30 K in the month, what if someone did 31, you know, if, even when I was, my, even when I was, I never ever sell So when I was at that top, I stopped celebrating all the wins because yeah. I, I was worried there weren't going to be enough. Wow. How did you start getting over that then? What did you uh, get out with? Is it mental? Yeah. So, um, um, so I, you know, I went, I went to work, and I said, right, you know, this is, this is the problem, I, the problem I've got. You know, I, 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 I need someone who I can go either go and chase or or find find something yeah. to, to you know to get me out of this. And and they were great. At the drop of a hat, they said, well, you know, let's go find you a coach. And so we went externally, and we found we found someone you know, who I who I then sort of spent some time talking it all through. And what did they help? What, how did that help? Do you mind? In, in some ways, just having a having a chat to someone chat, who wasn't yeah. who who I didn't feel like um, vulnerable with yeah. because someone it, they were like completely yeah, neutral. Yeah. I, I, I put a, a huge amount of, of responsibility on myself because of where I wanted people to think who I was. So I didn't dare admit that that I wasn't that or yeah. like wasn't invincible. So having someone who I could chat chat that through and you know, being frank, the um, uh, the guy the, um, the guy was fantastic, but he he didn't have any you know magic dust to pour over this stuff. Yeah, yeah. But he was he was someone who who listened to what I've got and just and gave me a bit of sort of pretty sort of simple advice. And you go away and you implement it and and off it goes again. So, so someone sort of and I got that... I got the love back. I think really. Me. If someone's sort of feeling those things and experiencing some of those things that maybe you experienced then, what, what are some of the things that you'd sort of tell them to start thinking about? So I, I think it's, it's um, you've got to get back back in that mindset whereby you're chasing something. Yeah. Because I think if you're trying to... Defend, like having a goal. Def, yeah, having, and that's the most important word is that I think targets work for businesses, but goals work for people. Yeah, not, ju- yeah, not just your 
revenue goal, like your own personal goal? Definitely. So uh, every year now, I and, and I say I say now, I've I've done this ever since I've I've started. Is I'll write I write a wish list. Yeah. Something and it's and it's it's material stuff. It's something I want to buy or something I want to go and learn and do mm. at the start of each year, and I just put a little target next to it. And it's often it's a financial target or it's a bit you know uh, beat this you know beat this record or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And then every time I do it, I'll go treat myself with that. Yeah. And so that at the end of the year, if I don't hit this sort of notional target that someone else might have dreamed up for me, or maybe I've I've dreamed yeah. up for me, I still know I've had a good year because I've ticked off eight yeah. of those things at the start of the year, which I thought were aspirational. Mm. So then, was part of that was part of that process actually making the time to give yourself a pat on the back and celebrate some of the things you've worked hard for and definitely. get better at that yeah definitely because if you, i think if you even um even the small stuff if you don't celebrate it then you you know you overlook it really quickly and our yeah. mind's a wonderful thing but it you know you f- you forget about all those all those small wins if you think your whole year rests on hitting on, yeah. on hitting one target it's really interesting it's taken me a bit, it's taken me quite a long time to and to that learn. and that's really helped you again it's really interesting isn't it i, I think that's such a great story so i think Thank you for being so open and honest because I think like so many so many people, a lot of people were listening and in recruitment will want to get to that top spot. But how many people then at the top talk about how actually they may not like, like you're saying, like why would you then share with people like, oh, I'm actually finding it really hard at the top because all the things that you're sharing, do you know what I mean? How many people then actually talk about when they get to the top that, yeah, this is actually really hard. I'm putting a lot of pressure on myself, all these things. So I think that's, that's really interesting. Um out of interest then, what, what are some of the things now, again, you, you're sort of having this exposure to people that you're chasing and, and inspire you? Like, what are some of the things you're seeing in these people that leave you sort of, so the people that are performing even better in these types of things? Like, what are some of the things that you're picking up from these people that you, maybe you've implemented or seen or found interesting? Anything there? Yeah, so sort of like what lessons do you think I've Yeah, yeah, well, learned? just because again, now, as you said, you're you're not in this top spot now and there's people and you quite like that because now you can look at people wow they're they're achieving this blah 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 but i don't know is there anything that you picked up on it could be anyone it doesn't always have to be because they make a billing more than you but is there anything that you've always that you've picked up on over the last couple of years that have left you sort of inspired and you've you've then utilized yourself or yeah um do you know and this this might this might come as really disappointing users there isn't something that these guys are doing that is revolutionary different to what anyone does i think that's great to hear though well, I, hopefully, I mean, I I find it inspiring to think that that it's 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 not it's not because someone's landed a great big account or or they've been given something or they do they do something that I haven't got. It, it it's it's down it's down to relationships and it's it's down to subtle sort of changes in in how you how you think about something. So coming back to you know my my big point about business development is yeah. part of everything we do, is that so often people think that um, a client is is a is a is a uh, sort of winning work is about getting a a job on yeah and they keep going back to that same person in that organization back and forth and thinking that right well because they, they give me regular jobs i've nailed that client yeah and actually what you what you don't realize is you know that organization is made up of tens hundreds <laughs> thousands of people doing exactly the same with lots of other recruiters and if and if you can find a way then to to you know to take that success story in one fraction of that business and start to multiply it that's what I. That's what I, th- I think. Where it gets really successful because suddenly you're not having to start from scratch every, every time. time. Yeah. You know, you've got someone um, internally who's who's willing to say this guy is great, and actually we we all love doing that. You know, if we've had great service, 
we love telling our friends about it because yeah, yeah they you know they they'll thank us for it. Yeah. It's it's actually quite natural to to be you know to to want to be able to to help our colleagues out. But you've as a as the recruiter you've you've got to channel that and you've you've got to make that work. Yeah, no, I think that's such a great point. I think um, so. Uh, the episode with, with James, he he spoke a lot about this. How for him, once he's made the first placement, that's when the fun starts for him. That isn't where where it ends. So I think that's a gr- great that you're sort of sharing it from your own perspective and and sort of what you've picked up on. I guess what what does a typical day like day look like for you? I feel like it would be regimented. What what uh, uh, what what do you make sure? What are non-negotiables in your day? I'm sure people would love to know what that looks like. What's it, what does a typical day look like for you? Oh, I'm, I'm on, on your billing days. Yeah, so I'm uh so my billing my officially my 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 last billing day was the 31st of March last year. Okay. Um but then and and now I'm not a big planner. Really? I yeah. thought, I feel like you would have been. Yeah, I'm 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 not great at planning. Really? Um because what I but what I what I do know is is that if I think about something, if I want to go do it, I've got to do it straight away. Yeah. Um because uh, I'll either forget about it or inevitably, you know, you'll think, oh, I need to call that client. And if I forget about it, guarantee I call them the next day and they'll be like, oh, if I need to call me yesterday, Nick, yeah. something, something happened. So, yeah, uh, so what I tend to, tend to do is, you know, I, I, I'm, uh, I think I, I try and with, with a high degree of urgency, I just get as much done in the day as, as, as I can. Yeah. But what I, what I do have is I have a golden rule whereby there's always one thing I have to do that day yeah. and, and I'll do that first. Yeah, yeah. Get it out of the way because sometimes this often is that typically the, like the hardest, not ha- sometimes, the ha- perceived hardest. Yeah, some, thing. sometimes it's the stuff you know you're really not looking like, forward oh, to do. Yeah, yeah just get yeah, it out yeah. of the way, and then everything and the rest of the day is downhill. Then yeah, yeah, yeah. So recruitment must have changed a lot since you've been in the game. What, what do you think has been the biggest changes? So I've worked in really small setups and like and now quite mm. a big company. Yeah. Um, I there's probably there's aspects of recruitment that haven't changed at all. Yeah. And things like tech, uh, LinkedIn. So LinkedIn, you know, sort of started you know, after I started in recruitment. So yeah, you know, LinkedIn's ha- definitely had a had a major impact, and it, and it's probably hurt big businesses and helped very small businesses because yeah. suddenly then it's, it's a real leveling factor. Everyone's got the same database. Yeah, that's fair. Um, and increase, increasingly so, I think. You know, I'm now learning ab- about content mm. and ways in which to sort of to reach your marketplace so i think probably the recruiter now has to be a lot more agile and has to be far more open to different ways of working i think i'm a process recruiter i think i've got you know, i've got these set rules and way in which i work you know for each whether it's whether i'm working with a candidate or a, or a client yeah that's i i i'll go i'll follow that process and, I, and i'll make i'll make sure i nail that but I'm try- I'm trying to improve my understanding on on some of the softer stuff. Yeah, and how how easy are you finding that? Because I think again, typically someone in your shoes who've been in recruitment for a while, you've got those tools. Why would like no, no, I know how it works. Like I'm going to carry on doing what I do. No, no works. Do you know what I mean? Why? Where's the motivation behind that? Out of interest, because I think again, that's great to have that mindset. But there may be a lot of people listening who what no, why why would I know what I need to do? Uh, I th- I think it's. And how have you found it? How have you found going through that journey? Uh, but I think that's what I enjoy. Yeah. You and I had a quick chat, didn't we, about, yeah. about before, and you asked me what, what, I, what I don't like. Mm. Uh, and I, if I hear you or someone on your, your podcast and they, you know, and they say, you know, uh, when they're trying to make out like, you know, recruitment's easy or the process is easy. It's not it, rocket it, science. Yeah, and I hate that. Yeah. 
Because why do you I, hate that? Well, because I don't. I don't want someone to sort of belittle my my chosen <laughs> career. I don't yeah. want someone to tell me my job's easy because I find it really hard. Yeah, I'll go with and and there's there's. But I think it's it's the it's it's the how the, the actual process of. Do you know what I mean? That's what people say though when they say that. But you, how much do you bill in your first year? 24k, mate. So how easy is recruitment? <laughs> how easy is the process? Yeah, no, I get what you mean. I totally get what you mean. I think, but that's why people say that, though. Do you know what I mean? That's Maybe. why people say it's like, well, look, it, the process doesn't change, but it does. Yeah, I know what you say. I know what you so, mean. So what I'm, I suppose, when I'm, you ask me, sort of, how am I finding it? And I think that's uh, what I'm finding it is that's that's what gives me the enjoyment. Mm. You know, I, I don't believe, although I've been, you know, I've had this, you know, I've, I've been a recruitment consultant for 13 years. I don't believe for a second that I've been doing the same job. I think every, every yeah. year it changes and, and every year I've got to learn something different. So whether it's about sort of the the psychology of an interview or whether it's digital marketing mm. or or whether it's uh, something within within my market. Yeah. You know, if I don't keep on top of that, yeah, I'll become a dinosaur. Yeah, I'll yeah, die yeah. out. So how, how, how do you see the next five, 10 years planning out? What, what are you, what, yeah, how are you thinking about that in terms of recruitment wise? I th- well, I th- I'm pretty comfortable about that. Really? Uh, yeah, I am. I really am because the uh, tech, I think, is is a is an enabler for sure. Uh, I don't I, I don't believe for a second it, it could it could replace you know what what I think really good recruiters are are best known for. Um, and so I think you know how much will it change in the next sort of five ten years? I'm not so sure. I think mm. people the people who who either have really low sort of engagement with their clients who are these sort of CV farms, mm. they probably need to be pretty worried. Yeah. Um, but the people who are uh, who are spending the time to get to know those those clients, build up really really strong relationships, will find that you know tech enables them to to handle the really low value work and give them more time to do what they're really good at. Yeah. So I think it's gonna, it can only it can yeah. only get better. Do you think? Do you um, have you always viewed recruitment as your career? Uh, I I love recruitment. Yeah. And it's probably taken, tell. It's, also, it's probably it's probably taken me quite a long time to admit that. Really? Yeah. So because I, of what comes with calling yourself a recruiter. Yeah. So I call myself a recruitment consultant. Yeah. And I didn't do that for quite a few years. I'd call myself a headhunter or a yeah, yeah. a talent well, manager because of the a talent because of the specialist because of the perception. Because what I thought was the perception. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because uh, I didn't think it was cool. Or I didn't, yeah, I didn't think it was you know, well respected attractive. Or, or maybe, yeah, maybe I didn't think it, maybe it didn't think it was respected, or maybe I didn't think it was a career. Mm. Um, Do you I, think that's changing? Uh, there's, there's only one way it's going to change is if recruitment consultants change it. Mm. We can't, ex- so we true. can't, we can't expect other people to award us, you know, a professional badge or accreditation if we. If we're embarrassed about saying what we do, yeah, you're so right. So I think that yeah, this is this is why I, I said at the start. I, th- I think you are doing an amazing job being this 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 champion for so many people, and bringing out these stories about people who are really successful at what what they do. Yeah, because we should be really proud of it. And and now looking looking back, I can't. I mean, I've obviously it wasn't it wasn't a strategy or a plan to get in, into recruitment, but I. I'm incredibly grateful for so it. It's given me did. so much, yeah. and it, and it's and the great thing is it it still does. This, I've got so much to learn and so much I'm really excited about about developing. Yeah. Um, that I don't know any other, any other job that could do that. Mm. So, um, 2020. Yeah. What's that look like for you, mate? What so I've got I've got this new job, haven't I? So for, since first of April, my title changed from director to partnership director. What does that mean? So there's there was something that 
over the past sort of two or three years, I, I've been sort of perfecting, and it's it's about sort of taking the traditional sort of contingency model and then and then having a quick look in terms of how how we apply that, and the you know, we've we've badged it up internally as as partnership. Okay. And what we do what we do is we go you know we'll go go to a client and say right we're doing you know, look at look at our numbers in in this department you know listen to listen to that line manager why can't we apply this to every department you've got okay and we build up a partnership yeah and you know without you know, without without boring you too much this essentially it, the way it works is we're st- we're still charging on a on a fee per hire basis but what we will do is if you instruct us you're asking us to spend x x amount of hours on it yeah. So there'll be a bill. It doesn't matter if you hire your next door neighbor or the guy sat in the seat to the left of it already. But if you're asking us to provide our services, then there's a there's a fee to be paid. Mm. How's that been going down? Uh, like like anything, there's it's uh, there's lots of people who are used to recruitment in its own ways. Yeah. So there's lots of there's lots and of people interacting who, it and having a certain exchange. And, and there's lots there's lots of people who are very comfortable burning through recruiters' time for free. Yeah. So to those guys. No, it wouldn't. It doesn't go down very well because suddenly to them, it, they think it's going to be really expensive because they put they manage recruiters' time really badly. But there's lots and lots of clients who've who've seen the benefit to it, and it. The great thing for me is it gives us having that sort of certainty of of billable hours. Yeah. means we can do so much more for them, and I think and and I think of yeah we've, we've now got a really solid. So core you just of build per, like you do it. Yeah, you, you do you then obviously showcase on a monthly basis like what you've done. It means it means we do these wonderful things through statistics about sort of their um, their process from how many CVs did we provide, yeah. how many people they they showed. We can then show them the feedback in in these beautiful sort of tables, and this is what you know this is what the market thinks of you when we've gone out to them yeah. originally. To this is where you know this is what they they think about you when they've when they've been inside. Mm. You know this is the time that you've spent to make decisions. We can make we probably need to make some tweaks here as yeah. well. Um, through to um, once. Um, our closest relationships are we. St- I'll see them once a month, and for some of them, I'm, I'm sat on the board as a nominal position and really? giving them updates on recruitment and HR. Uh, and those those are our most successful relationships. Yeah, because seen as a partner. Yeah, and that's, it's, so it's, 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 it's a genuine way yeah, relationship, genuine. isn't it? Yeah, that's awesome. And that's been a, a process and journey since April. No, so that's been about three years in the making. Oh, okay. That's been my you know, the thing that I've been sort of most passionate about. But then having, you know, that admitted some, you know, the the things that I wasn't enjoying about management, and then finding these two guys who can then co-head the team yeah. set up has then meant I, I've got a lot more time to do it. And the other the other good thing is there was there was a big career milestone for me that I, that I wanted to go from I'd so I'd, I'd been this consultant, I'd got that management in that management team, um, but there was this there was um, I was never on the board. And and yeah, so the first the first of April then that, then I I got my my board seat. How'd that feel? That was phenomenal. Really? That was because it and it, it was uh, it was just something I I want I really really wanted and um, there was there's something about I think you asked me about sort of how do, you know, how do people sort of uh, get on and how how do they how do they develop? Yeah. Um, and I think you've you've got to be you've got to be really proactive. You've got to ask for it. Yeah. I asked for that two years ago. And to to the chief exec, and I'm, I'm not, I don't know whether he was being polite or not, but you know he, he you know he said let's have a chat about it. And, and there's there's no doubt I was not ready for that in the slightest. But because I put my sort of my hat in the ring, I'd sort of marked out my seat there for the future. And you know we we agreed on what I needed to go do and, and learn about before I was eligible to join it. Um, and you know after after, you know, after yeah. that that period of time, then we got and 
the great thing personally is that I'm now sat, you know, in a, an organization that I feel really passionate about oh, yeah. alongside people who used to be my managers, who used to be the people who I looked up up to when I first sort of started. But now, you know, we're now sat at the same the same table, you know, making some really bold decisions and it's exciting. Yeah, I think I think that's such great advice, I think, because a lot of people can really fall into the trap of like, um, nah, they're, they're just, it's, they're just like point the finger basically and be like, yeah, they're, they're not giving me any opportunity. Like, no, I don't like them. It's not fair, blah, blah, blah. But as you quite already said, I think in my experience when I work for businesses and stuff, it's like, yeah, ask, put your hat, hat in the ring. And then if, if you do get pushed back, it's like, right, okay, what have I got to do to get to, to, to a point where I can get to where I want to? Yeah. So I think that's such great advice for those that are wanting to push on and have more of an impact in the business that they've given a lot of time to. It's like, let, let them know what that's what you want instead of sitting there and moaning when you get home, oh, they're, they're not giving me that opportunity, blah, 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 right? Cool. So last question. It's gone quicker than that. Yeah. <laughs> so um, normally I ask sort of what you're excited about and stuff, but I think you sort of give a, a great... Um, just shared with us sort of what's exciting, I think, there. So, look, what the the last question I was asked is is simple, and that's if you if you could communicate to every single recruiter out there, they'd listen to your advice, they'd take it on, they'd implement it tomorrow. Could be a phrase, a sentence. What comes to mind? What do you want to tell the people? Uh, okay, so so it probably comes back to sort of business development, and uh, the, the that one word is proximity. Okay. So no matter what type of recruiter you think you are, you know, whether you're, you're, whether you're like me being process or whether you're, you know, you're more Hisham about, about sort of social content and things, what you have to think about is your, even your best and closest client relationships, are, they, they will still succumb to competition if you're not close enough to them. Mm. So the idea here, here is that you, know, you have to make sure you are in closest proximity to your clients at any one time. And the challenge is, is, is how you do that. This you know, sort of route one is a CV, isn't it? Yeah. Just reminding your clients, this is what I do. This is what I've got to offer. But that gets old really, really quickly. Mm. And then you've got my trick about ringing them for advice about, about jobs. Yeah. But then you've got things like industry events, you know, not only sort of turning up, but maybe you, you know, maybe you float them the cost of a ticket because you, know, mm. you really want them to be involved. Um, uh, uh, I'm in real estate, so every month we go out to go see a client's new building and we we ask them to volunteer their time for an hour and we'll take 10 or 12 people with us to go learn about what they do. And we don't even mention recruitment. Mm. You know, we're interested in what they're doing and how it works, but that's that's 12 one-hour slots every year that we get to spend with these guys one-on-one on, one on yeah. one learning about it. And then and then you've, there's, there's lots of other sort of ways you know, ways we can be really clever about about getting in time with that clients, but that's that's the key. Is is about you know if you're thinking about building your desk or or improving your kicking on, um, then it, I think you've got to, you've got to find really clever ways to be as close to your market, as close to your clients as possible. And if you're not, you're leaving the door wide open for someone who's more eager, uh, who's willing to put in a bit harder graft than you are. Mm. Nick, it's been a pleasure. Thank you, mate. I uh, I enjoyed that more than I thought. <laughs>